success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And we have another invincible one to introduce today. Jessica Rhodes founded Interview Connections, the world's first and leading podcast booking agency in 2013, when no other agencies like it existed at the time. Recently awarded the 2022 Bronze Stevie Award for Marketing Agency of the Year and Podcast Booking Agency of the Year by Corporate Vision Magazine, Jessica and the Interview Connections team is responsible for booking thousands of podcast interviews a year, leading to millions of dollars in revenue for their roster of incredible clients. She has been podcasting since 2014 and currently co-host her podcast, Monetize the Mic. Jessica has a unique entrepreneurial journey, having made her first full-time employee a 50% equity owner and later the CEO of the company while she leads in sales and marketing. This experience has fueled her passion for helping business owners feel empowered to thrive in the role that is most aligned with their unique talents and strengths. Jessica currently resides in North Smith Field, Rhode Island with her husband, two kids, four backyard chickens, and two rescue cats. O-M-G. Jessica, <laughs> welcome to the She's Invincible podcast. It is so great to have you here. Cammy. thank you so much for having me. Your energy is like infectious. I'm so excited <laughs> to be with you. I am contagious. I can't yes. help it. <laughs> and it's so much fun to have you on the other side of the mic today. Yes. Because first of all, oh my gosh, I, I owe so much gratitude to you and Interview Connections you have introduced me to so many of our amazing guests. We've had uh, 145 guests on She's Invincible. And honestly, you guys have really contributed in a big way to the introductions of so many of those amazing people. So uh -oh. thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? Oh my goodness. Well, it's been a long winding road uh, to get where I am today, but looking back, it's always fun to see how all of the dots really did connect. Even the, the failures and the down moments were a really important part of the journey. So uh, long story short, how I got where I am today. I, when I was pregnant with my first child, he's now nine and a half years old. So nine and a half years ago, I was pregnant, working at a nonprofit, wanted to be home. I didn't want to work the nonprofit job anymore. My dad, who is a business coach, he is in the online entrepreneurship world. His name is Jim Palmer. He said, you can be a virtual assistant. 
I'll show you everything. I'll even be your first client. So that's really how I got started in this world of online business and online marketing. And one of the things I was doing for him back in 2013, I was booking him on podcasts as a guest expert. Um, I was the first person to be doing that. Uh, most people doing interviews back in 2013, 2012 were like reaching out to guests themselves. Like it was all person to person. And I guess I was the first like broker, so to speak, in terms of podcasting and podcast guesting. Um, so that's how I got started. And just seeing that there was such a need for this. I mean, every time I pitched a show, the host was like, wait a second, who are you? You offer this? Like, so I was having all these, you know, at the time it was Skype. Now we use Zoom. But back in 2013, I was like, having Skype calls with people? And just thinking about, oh, like, could this actually be a business? Because I was really interested in scaling and making more money. Because at the time I was trading hours for dollars as a freelancer. Um, so my dad helped me create interviewconnections.com. Somebody on his team helped me build the website, got all the packages laid out and figured out, okay, we need some flat rates. Cause if you want to scale, you can't just be charging by the hour. You got to have some flat rates so you can figure out how to be profitable. So that's really how I got started. And then, I mean, it would probably take me hours to tell you the whole story of how I got here, but really founding interview connections was a huge huge life-changing time for me to ultimately, you know, grow to the point where I'm co-owner of a, you know, successful multi seven figure, um, company. I love it. Oh my gosh. And what were you going to say? Oh, well, I got to say what makes me invincible. The fact that this journey hasn't, hasn't killed me. I mean, growing up, <laughs> sorry, that sounded bad. I, I just mean, you know, we have been trailblazers in podcasting um, because nobody else had a podcast booking agency. There has literally been no model for us to follow. So every, you know, figuring out pricing, figuring out packaging, figuring out, you know, who's the right ideal client for this. It's all been something that we have figured out because we are the leaders in the industry. So knowing that we have been the leaders, been the innovators, been the trailblazers for so many other companies that do similar things. Um, that is what I feel like makes me invincible as a business owner. I love it. I know, and you know, you make it sound so easy, right? Like, oh, <laughs> and we put together the packages and we did all that, but boy, we're, we're going to tell the truth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll share the good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> That's right. As we unpack this today, we are going to, we're going to tell them the truth, but yes, this is so exciting. And, you know, I have to say that one of the things I, I actually work with three agents exclusively at this point. And the thing that stands out most for me with interview connections is how well-trained your guests are. Uh, you guys do a super fantastic job of training and preparing your guests to be on the shows. And then that second part of it is finding the perfect fit. Like I rarely say no, because you they, they, the work is done on the other side. So by the time you all come to me to say, hey, take a look at this guest, it's always a perfect fit because you've done the work on the back end. So I just want to give kudos to you and your team because these guests are they're solid. They're trained very well. They're very professional. They don't stand you up. They're on time. They're well-spoken. Their message is clear. Uh, and honestly, that to me is so important as the podcast host. Yeah, so. it, it's, it's really important. And, and that's important to us. We invest a lot of time and resources into making sure we take clients on who are going to be in alignment with, with our values. And one of our top values is integrity. 
And we, we actually made a podcast episode about, you know, having integrity in podcasting, showing up on time, preparing for the interview, like doing what you say you're going to do, doing what is expected of you that maybe isn't said explicitly. All of that is super important. And so having that core value as a company and really making sure we sign on clients, like you said in my bio, I lead the sales and marketing team, making sure that when we're closing, you know, sales with clients, we're, we're, we're bringing on clients that we know are going to represent interview connections well, because we're going to be representing them. Well, you nailed it because they do. And you guys are doing a great job. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Mm -hmm. all of those introductions. So I think we just paved the way. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So today we are talking about podcast guesting and all the things. So let's jump in and let's tell the people what Mm -hmm. is, what is, why, why should they be doing this in 2022? Why is this important? And how is it going to make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first thing I always like to just say is it's, it's not, you know, why it shouldn't even really be a question of why podcast guesting. Cause instead of podcast guesting, like just take that term out of your head as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you know, you need to build your network. Like we all know you need visibility. If the phone's not ringing, so to speak, if people aren't reaching out to you to say, I want to work with you, there's a problem. Like you need to be visible to your target audience in order to get sales. If you don't have sales, you don't have a business. Okay. You have an idea and you don't have a business. So getting visibility and, and filling your funnel with potential clients is what you have to do all the time. Now, how are you going to do that? There's obviously a lot of different ways. My personal favorite is podcast guesting because (laughs) you are not only getting visibility to the right targeted audiences, you're getting visibility in a way where you're developing trust with the listeners and you're building a relationship with the host of the show. And my favorite way and why I've loved the way I've grown interview connections is because I really focus on relationships. I really love getting to know people at a deeper level. You know, having great referrals come in is because we have great relationships and we have trust with people and people trust us. And a lot of people want to do, you know, just focus on like ads and social media because it just feels feels like it'll be faster. But the thing is, while maybe you can get an Instagram reel seen by thousands of people. Okay. That's great that you had that video seen by thousands of people, but that video was 30 seconds. So people typically aren't ready to spend thousands of dollars with your coaching. If they've only spent 30 seconds with you. Now that could be a really valuable touch point in the journey, but if they spend 30 minutes with you hearing your story, hearing your, you know, examples that you give, hearing your tips that they can then implement and get value from, they're now so much closer to the point of wanting to buy from you than if you were just trying to get a bunch of social media posts up. Again, all is important, but podcast guesting is a way that you can build trust with potential clients much more effectively. I love it. I love it. And so you said a few things here about the right audience. Let's talk about the right audience uh, for someone in business who's considering podcast guesting as their way of networking or, you know, getting themselves out there and building credibility. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know who your target target audience is first and foremost, because a lot of people, they may not know who their target audience is. So depending on where you're at in business, you know, when you are zero to six figures, like if you are in that range, you chances are you may still be getting clarity on your ideal client. And that doesn't mean that you're not ready to be podcast guesting. But what that does mean is that podcast guesting for you at this point in your journey 
may be the tool for you to find out who your target audience is. So I was just working with a client on this, actually, you know, she's been targeting mompreneurs. And after almost a year of podcast guesting, it just kind of wasn't landing. And I think that the big lesson that I told her, my observation was, is I don't think mompreneurs is the right target market to be attracting or to be targeting. And no, she never would have figured that out if it weren't for going on podcasts and actually testing her message with that audience. So there's a lot of testing and tweaking with your messaging and your potential clients that you want to work with in the first year. I mean, for me with interview connections, like in the first, you know, zero to six figures, zero to multi six figures, the audience that I was targeting at that phase in my business is very different from the type of client that I'm working with now. And part of that is also now I understand the journey from zero to seven figures. When I was zero to six figures, I couldn't fathom the mindset of somebody that was high six and seven figures because I hadn't gotten there yet. So that's just, I want to paint that picture. So you understand whether you're newer in business or you're very established, maybe you're multi six, seven figures. There is a purpose that podcast guesting plays at every point in the journey. Um, when you're more established, like let's say you're, you're higher in revenue, like you're bringing consistently, you know, six figures, multi-six, seven figures, you likely like really understand who you're attracting. Like the funnels are dialed in, you know, who your clients are, you know, who you love working with, you know, who you don't love working with. You can really like hone in and make sure that the interviews you, you are doing are bringing leads into your funnel and you're converting those leads. So just picture a funnel podcast guesting is a way to get leads into your funnel. You have leads coming into the top of your funnel. A lot of people are going to need to move down through multiple touch points through your funnel, but some leads are going to come in at the top and jump right to the bottom and want a sales call. And that's really the, the magic of what happens with podcast guesting is you get leads in your funnel, but you also get people that jump right to a sales call and want to sign up with you. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about the difference of like podcasting in 2019, because you've had this company, right? So you've yeah. seen all of it. So what, what would you say the difference is from what it was in 2019 to what it looks like today in 2022? Do you want to go to 2019 or 2013? <laughs> well, I'm just trying to show that we don't want to go too far back. Quick, yeah. Yeah. That quick difference of like how everything shifted. It, it really did shift so far. I, I guess that is really true because, you know, when COVID hit, everything really got super, super popular. And it was interesting because um, just like a quick story, and we were doing a podcast guesting masterclass, as you know, you've been, you've been a, a part of those, yes. um, you know, these free workshops that we run. And it was March of like the week that COVID hit and everyone into lockdown, we were leading a masterclass. And, and it was so interesting to literally be like live watching people be like, okay, I was interested in this, but now, oh my gosh, like, I think I do need this. And, and so throughout that year, you know, with the world being shut down with people realizing that in-person conferences and events, you know, yes, they're coming back, but it's also kind of not the same. And also people's values have changed, right? Yes. People can still do in-person speaking and conferences and all of that. Um, but I think a lot of people have realized I don't really want to travel that much. I mean, we really experienced that, like both my business partner, Marky and I, you know, we like to travel, we do, but at the same time, throughout the last few years, we've grown our business, we've, you know, made more money, we've bought houses that we love, and we're like, kind of like being at home, you know? So podcast guesting and podcasting plays a really important role when your values change and you realize you value being home more and you value being able to reach people in a way that's more fast and effective than spending multiple days at a hotel and traveling and all of that. Um, so it's definitely grown. I mean, back, you know, a couple of years ago, 2019, I think there were like 
300,000 podcasts. Now there's over 2 million. So just that stat alone shows you just how fast, I mean, Cami, you're responsible for a few podcasts launching this month. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually for the last two years, I've been doing that. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, You know, it's funny too, that you talk about the pandemic because I actually launched my podcast, this one uh, on March 2nd of 2020, 11 days before the world shut down. I had no idea about this, this, a coming pandemic. I it's didn't crazy. know. And so I just was leaning into this calling that mm-hmm. I felt led to do it. And like that was my next best step for where, yeah. where I was going in my business. And then to see how everything changed, I just thought, oh boy, did I hit the lottery, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's really crazy. We had a, we have a client who told us that, you know, they signed up with our service, like right before the pandemic hit. And they had at the time been considering either somebody to book them for live speaking engagements or podcasts. And they chose to go with us and they're like, holy moly, like, whoa, you know, like I made the right decision. So it was kind of a fate for a lot of people to realize that focusing on podcasting in hindsight was like a really good move considering Uh everything that's happened. Yes, uh, I agree 100%. And, you know, and I think if it taught us anything as far as, you know, this part goes, it's that you don't have to do the travel, you don't have to be face to face, you can be just as productive, but even more so because you're not packing a suitcase, leaving your family, you know, and, and traveling in that nightmare. Uh, so I think like it just showed us and opened the way for so many other opportunities and and smarter, more efficient ways to get our messages out there, which I love. Yeah. So, go ahead. Were you going to say something else? Yeah, I just want to add one more note there. Um, yeah. The other thing that's really changed because with the pandemic and how everything changed in the world since 2019, so many more people did start businesses. A lot of people left their corporate jobs and started online businesses. You know, we've seen it you know, so many people are like, oh, lost my job, got laid off, whatever. I'm starting my own business. So with this influx of people starting businesses and becoming entrepreneurs, um, there became a greater need to stand out. It was really, really important. It's really, really important still for business owners to realize that there's so much more competition across so many industries that standing out as an authority figure and an expert and showcasing your story is the way to be the leader and be the authority figure. And that's again, where podcasting comes in and having your own show and being a guest, you, you can stand out from the, you know, millions of people, maybe not millions, thousands, whatever of people that are like starting businesses in your space. (laughs) Yes, I agree. That's amazing that you even brought that up because, you know, and the thing is it got noisier, right? That was the word I used. It's so noisy out there. You couldn't hear through the chatter to like actually figure out who was your person or what you should be doing next. And I think that that is so true that so when so many people started their businesses, they were working from home, like this podcasting was the best way at the time to network. And what we found was it's still the best way. (laughs) So we're just all loving it so much. So let's talk a little bit about the early days, as you said, like, oh, do you want to talk about 2014? I actually (laughs) do. Uh, In this part, I would love to, because there are people who are just getting started, who maybe don't have that spend in Mm -hmm. their budget to invest right now. So I would love to talk about some of the things that you did that you, you mentioned, you were getting your dad booked on Mm -hmm. all these podcasts before it was a big thing. What, what kind of uh, tips could you give to some of these newer entrepreneurs who are just getting started that, you know, maybe can't make that investment now, but if they could do some of these things, they'll be ready for the new year and they can make that investment. 
Yeah, absolutely. So some of the things that I did, so definitely podcasting and podcast guesting. And I mean, obviously for me, I was doing it myself. I, I wasn't paying anyone to book me. So I would say for sure, if you're not ready to invest in an agency, then get yourself on podcasts, like be hustling on your own because you either need to spend the time doing it or you need to spend the money. And if you don't have the money, you've got to spend the time. Like you just you have to. So, you know, you want to do that research. You want to identify those shows. I was also really active in Facebook groups. That was another thing. Cause I was like, I know no one I've been working in nonprofit. I have no nobody, nobody knows me. So I, I listened to podcasts. I, I would listen like one of the early ones, Jessica Kupferman, who's a dear, dear friend. She leads, uh, she's the co-founder of she podcast. Um, I remember listening, she had a show called uh, lady business and, uh, she doesn't have, she doesn't lead that show anymore, host that show anymore. But I remember listening to that because she was, she's a business owner, a female entrepreneur. She was interviewing female entrepreneurs and I learned so much and I was like, these are the types of women that I want to work with and they're moms and they're have businesses and all this stuff. So listening to podcasts and then like, I would like look up the guests that she was interviewing and like connect with them. So literally like person by person, building relationships, getting active in Facebook groups, um, and then going to events. So I know we're like talking about podcasting allows you to be virtual, but a huge part of growing my business in the early days was getting out to conferences because I would do podcast interviews and podcast booking and all of that. But then being able to meet the people in person who I had interacted with online took the relationship to a whole new level. So like, I remember, you know, Jamie masters who hosts eventual millionaire, really, really well-known, huge podcast. You know, I booked some people on her show and then met her in person. And then at the conference, she's like, Oh, everyone needs to talk to Jessica. Like, that type of referral, you know, endorsement doesn't always happen online through email or on, or on social media. So going out to conferences and, you know, just, I, I want to take, um, make a note cause we're kind of talking to the audience, uh, the listeners in the audience who are newer in business. I did not have that much money. So I don't want to make like this stuff is expensive. Like I was leveraging a personal credit card. Like the finances were the ugly part and the bad part of the early days. I was not making that much money. I really had a lot of faith and risked a lot to, to aggressively grow my network and my business. It really took several years for like the profit to balance out. So I don't want to just gloss over that and be like, Oh, just like fly to all these events. Like it really <laughs> takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of, you know, um, a, a little bit of risk to be comfortable with the fact that you might be in debt a little bit. You might, you might, if things might be really tight for a little while, but you spend money to make money sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's great advice. I love that. And you know, what's really funny this year, everybody's saying to me, Oh, are you going to this pod festival, that pod festival. Well, when I started, there were none because yeah. the, we were in the pandemic, like, you know, 11 days later. So that was not even a part of like my, my journey. And yeah. so I kind of missed the boat. So I'm late to that party, but 2023, I am positioning myself. So I love that you said that because that to me is just amazing. And it's a great way to really network with the people and, um, and build, like you said, take those relationships deeper. Yeah. And then also, I just want to really emphasize that when you go to these conferences and you go to these events, like have a clear specific offer because like the network for a lot of conferences, you might, the conferences where you can go and have fun might not be where your target audience is. So I remember like the first conference I went to, I was like, I had 
a paper with my, with my offers. And I had it in a little folder. Like I went, was like, I am getting clients at this conference. And I literally, there's a picture of me somewhere where I'm sitting there and I have my little blazer that I probably got at Kohl's. Cause I was like, didn't have any money, but I had to go to this conference and like get clients and like, look like a big girl business owner. It's 25. And, um, yeah, I have my little vanilla folder with my little outline and my, my packages and everything. And I was hustling. Like, I was like, I'm coming here to get sales. So make sure you always have your sales hat on. Cause it, that, it really takes something, but that's how you're going to get your business to the next level is by closing sales. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's awesome. That is such great advice. I love that. So tell us about interview connections and how are you working with your clients? What are you, what are you doing? Tell us a little bit about that and what you guys offer. Okay. So we work with business owners and entrepreneurs who really do like they're at the point now where they, they know who their target audience is. Like they have that clarity. They have clarity on their offers. You know, so if you, if some people are like, ah, I'm not quite sure what I'm offering. Like they know what their offers are. They know who their ideal clients are. And they're like, I just know I need to get in front of the right people. That's who we love working with. Cause we're like, perfect. We know where your people are. We know what shows they're listening to. Um, so we take our clients through onboarding and discovery to make sure we get all the information that we need from them around their target audience, the, the topics they want to talk about. We make their one sheet and we do all the pitching and booking. So just all of that hours and hours of research and pitching and following up, we take that off their plate so they can just focus on building relationships with the podcast hosts and showing up and doing a really great job on the show. I love it. And I would love to debunk this one myth with you today. And that is so many times people think that it's better to get on these big shows that they're like, I got to get on Ed Milet's show because he's got so many people listening. Let's go. Tell oh us what you my know. gosh, Tammy, you know, I love talking about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a myth that you need to be on these huge podcasts. So first of all, let's just give the numbers out. You know, people come in with these like arbitrary metrics. I'll only go on shows with, you know, 10,000 listeners, not even acknowledging the fact that the number of listeners a podcast has is not public. You can't select podcasts based on criteria that is not available to you. <laughs> so it's just like, Let's operate in reality. Number one, the percentage of podcasts that have these large audiences are like, it's like 1%. Like you want shows with 20,000 people, like that's top 1%. Those shows can be great. However, they are at the point where they probably don't take pitches. Like they can handpick who they want to bring on because their show is in such high demand. They're, you know, they just, they don't need the, they're not open to pitches. Um, you don't need the big shows. Uh, our client, Dan Mangana says it really, really well. Like his perspective on this is amazing. The listeners of shows that are smaller to mid range, they have relationships with the host. Like they know the host. I know Kimmy, you know, your listeners, your listeners message you. There is a clear relationship between you and your audience that, you know, a famous person, a celebrity, a Hollywood celebrity, they don't know their listeners in the way that a small to mid-range host knows their listeners. So as a business owner, if your goal is to get leads and clients from shows, you want to go on shows where the host has a deeper relationship with their listeners. And those are the smaller to mid-range podcasts. 
I love it. Oh, thank you for that. I always go on my soapbox when I have that topic. I love your soapbox, Jessica. (laughs) I kind of, I'm like the tailgate of it because I'm preaching it all the time too, but I love to, you know, you can be like the cool aunt today and everybody's going to listen to you. I love being the cool aunt because I'm mom most of the time. So it's always fun to be the cool aunt. (laughs) Yeah. And every mom needs a cool aunt, right? Yep. Uh, This is so fun. Okay. Let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you interviewconnections.com. We have a podcast, we've got articles, like whatever you want is at interviewconnections.com. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you wanna come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're gonna have experts there that are gonna be sharing they're genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend. And it is on Zoom, so super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment we can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. Okay. Are you ready? Here's the deal. On the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners that we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs. We're going to expert and spotlight their zones of genius, and we're going to give them tips and tricks that they can put into place right now to make a difference and move forward in their business and on their journey. But we also promise them that before we let those guests go, that we are going to pull back the curtain and we are going to share the good, the bad, and the ugly 
of the journey. You know, Jessica, as well as I do, that as women especially are comparing themselves, they see you and you're successful and you have this, you know, huge business now that you've built and they see your success and they see how bright you are and they see all of the greatest things, but they have no idea the price that you had to pay in order to have the success. So they want what you want and they say, you're so lucky. But what I say back is, if you knew, if you knew the truth, would you still want to live the life that Jessica lives? Would you still want to have to overcome the obstacles, the demons, all the things that Jessica had to overcome to have the success she has today? And you know what? They say no. <laughs> they don't want to trade places. They just want your success. Nobody <laughs> wants to pay the price. So, so it's always fun to pull back the curtain and to mm -hmm. show them the truth because they're in that journey. And when it gets hard, they think what's wrong with me. And so we're here to say to them, like, as entrepreneurs, there's nothing wrong with you. You just haven't paid the price yet. You're It's hard. And you're going to, as long as you don't give up, you're going to get there. So let's do it. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. So let's start with the good. That's always my favorite. It feels good. So let's tell a story about the good or the greatest part of your journey so far. Yeah. So there's been so many. Um, and but one thing that we've talked a lot about, which was just such an amazing like moment, was in December of 20, what year is it now? 2022, December of 2021 we finally met this revenue goal that we had been working towards for many years. Um, we generated actually $570,000 in revenue in the month of December. It was, it felt so good to meet that goal. We had the biggest launch ever so much like hard work that had gone into that culminated like all the way up to that moment. There were so many lessons learned. There was such a moment of like the team coming together. And I remember we hit that. I think it was like Christmas Eve day. So we kind of like weren't working, but a couple of sales were still coming in. And that was just like, took two years of just absolutely grueling, like constantly not meeting the goal, constantly not hitting it. And then having it all come together and just happen just felt so amazing. Oh, I, I'm sure you know exactly where you were, what you were doing, what oh. you were wearing. <laughs> I have a picture of it right here, actually. I don't know if people are watching this video, but well, they um, will. we posted this uh, screenshot. This was the moment that we hit 500K in revenue. And one of my clients actually printed it and sent a nice card congratulating us. But I mean, Margie's got her number one. You could just see the look on our faces. We're like, we, we friggin' did it. So I, I always have amazing. that up to remind, to remind me. I love that. That is amazing. Well, congratulations. That is, and that was less than a year ago, which yeah. is crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's fun. Okay. So let's tell a story about the bad part of the journey. So we'll save the ugly for last, but okay. let's tell a story about the bad. Uh yeah, the bad and the ugly. I'm like, hmm, I guess you could look at them a couple different ways. For me, the bad part of the journey was uh, the year 2017 as a whole, but I'll kind of <laughs> narrow in. Um, 2017 was the the most challenging year in, in business because it was the year that I transitioned from having contract workers to having employees. And, and I, I know we're here sharing a story, not just broad brushstrokes, 
Um, the bad was really how I handled the turnover from contractors to employees. I made some pretty bad mistakes in terms of how I handled those like relational issues, how I did or did not communicate, um, my plans with really people that I valued very much. So for HR reasons, I probably can't give too many details, but I'll just say, but just, there were so many lessons learned. And that was just a low point because there were people that I really cared about and I didn't give them the respect that they deserved that my, I didn't give them my time that they deserved in terms of like how that transition went. So that was pretty, that, that year and that whole situation was pretty low for me. (laughs) That, you know, I'm not surprised to hear a story like that because they say like, you know, entrepreneurship, right, is very lonely and it's, you know, and so, but you end up like being accustomed to that solopreneur lifestyle. Then all of a sudden you go from running a business to managing people, right? And it's like overnight. So yeah, yeah, like there's that, so I can, I can um, just imagine and yet I can't, right? Yeah, Uh, yeah. Like how difficult that could be. So uh, like, but I know, I know without even you saying it, the lessons learned made you better, right? Oh yeah. I mean, those are mistakes I'll never make again. Yes. And the thing is like, without them, you wouldn't be where you are today. It's those, those moments that the bad and the ugly that define us, they let, they show us, see when everything's going great, right. We're the teacher, Mm -hmm. but when everything falls apart, we then become the student. That's when we become better. And yeah, yeah, so we're always so grateful for them, even though they are hard. Yeah. But listen, guys, brace yourself. This stuff is real. It happens, you know, but we live to tell about it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that. And let's move on to the ugly. So share with us an ugly part of the journey to success. So I want to share this story because I, I, it's one of those things that I don't think is ever shared. And one of the, again, challenging parts of my journey that, felt pretty ugly was I, it was, I forget the exact year, actually, maybe it was like 2016, but, um, I was in my dad's mastermind group. I had been in that group for a long time. He would run these seminars called dream business Academy. And I would go and like lead workshops about podcast guesting and, you know, I had been doubling interview connections, revenue year over year, like all things were fantastic and great. And inside I felt like such a fraud because my personal finances were such a mess. I, I was like, I, I just couldn't, I reached a point where I could not have another, you're doing so well conversation. Cause I was like, you have no idea <laughs> the fa- like what my personal finances look like. I had reached a point where I had $47,000 in credit card debt and no, not like, Oh, my mortgage and my car payment, like credit card debt, just like years and years of years spending more than we were making. And I was just like, Oh my God. And so I confided in my dad, first of all. And I was like, I just told him and that was really important. And then I went up in front of the room again, this is like a seminar with probably 20, 30 people. And I went to the front of the room and I shared with everyone and I cried and it was ugly, but it was like, it was sort of like AA. Like I had to be like, hi, I'm Jessica. And I have credit card debt. <laughs> like I had to, I had to let it out because I just, it felt so inauthentic to be like, Oh, I'm growing the six figure business, but I just didn't feel successful. And that was such a pivotal moment for me because so many people just came up to me and were like, you're not alone. And like, it just made me feel so much better. And then I I went on a, I, you know, went on the path and my husband and I, you know, we, we got that credit card debt paid off in, in an incredibly fast amount of time. 
And that's a story for another day, but being open about that. And finally just being like, I have to be authentic about this because I feel like such an imposter right now was, it was ugly, but it was such an important part of the journey. Oh, Jessica. And you'll never go back. Right. Like, Oh yeah. I'm like so much better with money now. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I bet you are. And it helps that you have more of it. Right. So, but but I mean, it starts with first those decisions and the discipline around it. And so, but you learned a lesson and you know what that felt like and you were, but you look how many people you empowered that you may never hear that story because someone else in that room probably was feeling the same way and you inspired them to get a handle on it. So congratulations to you. That is amazing. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for being here. This has been amazing. And to our listeners, don't forget to reach out to Jessica at interviewconnections.com. Also, everything is in the show notes. So if you're running or you're driving or whatever you're doing and you can't write it down, just click the link in the show notes and it will take you right to Jessica and you can talk to her more about how interview connections can help you to get that visibility in your business and help you grow to the level that you should be at. This has been so fun, Jessica. Before we say goodbye, is there anything else you would love to add? Ah, no, this was such a great episode. Thank you, Kimmy, so much. I just encourage folks to reach out to us. If what I talked about here resonated with you, feel free to reach out, interviewconnections.com. Yes, yes. And Jessica, before we say goodbye, I'm going to ask you to finish this sentence for me. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. The power of regulating their nervous system and how to do it. Wow, there's a mic drop. I love that. Okay, guys, now you know the world would be a better place if you knew how to regulate your nervous system. Oh my gosh. Jessica, thank you so much. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back (laughs) up. Tell them, Jessica. Get back up. Or Kami's going to punch you up with those punching gloves I see in the artwork. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) My pink boxing gloves. I'm going to come get you. So get back up. Whatever's holding you down, just, just fight your way through. Get back up and let's go. You can do this. You can do anything. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.